Soldiers, hello and welcome back to the Game Week 19 FPL Addicts preview show for the 2021 and 2022 season. How much of that Game Week 19 we're going to get, we're not quite sure at the minute, but full steam ahead with the podcast and all the content as per usual. We've just come out of a fairly weird Game Week 18. The panel are back today. We've got Jack, Ollie, and the Guru returns with Reedy popping on a little bit later. And just a reminder that we released the full game playlist out on YouTube and there'll be a lot of content coming back out there soon. And if you can, make sure you're subscribing down in the comments below. Turn the notification bell on as well so you never miss an upload. Make sure to drop us a like. But Guru, it was a weird, weird game week 18, wasn't it? Oh, it was. It was... Uh... It was it was a difficult one, you know, with all the fixtures cancelled, all the the last minute decisions. Um, yeah, it was a really really difficult one to navigate. But um, you know, we will get those games back. Uh, sounds like we're going to get them back in game week twenty two. So um, yeah, exciting stuff to look forward to. Yeah, is that because I've read that they're cancelling the uh, the what the the replays for the the FA Cup third and fourth round or something? So I think you know we might get a couple of double game weeks. Yeah, I think so. From what what come out this morning, it looks like we're going to get game week twenty two. And uh, you know, they might throw something out in game week 21 potentially as well. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. But, yeah, the last uh, week was just a roller coaster. Some people benefited, some others didn't. Um, whether or not FPL should have done something about it, obviously that's up for debate. But, um, yeah, we've obviously got our own opinions on that one. We certainly do. And, you know, game week 22, that's probably possibly going to be second wildcard territory for a lot of people. So I'm sure there's going to be some absolutely monster scores in that game week. But we'll go back to game week 18 ever so quickly. And for the few games that were played, I'll bring them up on screen there. There was only four in the end. So we had Newcastle, Man City, Wolves, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool and Leeds, Arsenal. Ollie, was there a game that really stood out to you? I'm I'm happy to take Ollie's game because I feel like I know what he's going to say. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. I mean, I, I, I would have said Spurs-Liverpool, but I mean, that was probably the best game of the season, let's be honest. Apologies for, for being muted as usual. And Elliot, you can't have your pops in your private chat, mate. He's he's already into me. We're, we're, we're three minutes in and I'm already getting absolutely slated. Like, I've just come back. I've just had a, I've just come off two red flags. I've come off an injury, lads. Come on. Come on. Give us a break. <laughs> back to full fitness. But um, Spurs-Liverpool, probably one of the best games of the season. Um, Harry Kane actually scored, which is something that's a bit foreign to him this season. Um, you know, a couple of red cards that should have been, or one that was and one that wasn't somehow. I don't know how Harry Kane stayed on the pitch after that. That was a definite red. Robertson's was a definite red. Obviously, he got a goal, which probably helped a lot of his owners. Trent was brilliant. It's just a game that had everything, really. It had a bloody Harry Winks assist. So, look, it's a game that had absolutely everything. And I think it's one of the better games of the season so far. So, so sorry, Matt, but I think I'll have that one. Thanks. Hey, Guru, you know, I'll ask for your opinion on that game just quickly because Ollie has stolen it from you. But, you know, it was a good point for Spurs, obviously, after a couple of weeks with no football for you guys. So you've got to be delighted with that result. Yeah, look, it's, it's, it's good to uh, you know to play against a big side and actually get a result again and, and look good. And I thought we deserved it overall. Um, we're unlucky not to win. But yeah, there were some really good performances from a few players who I thought were finished at Spurs. Obviously, Harry Winks. Who you mentioned was one. He was man the match for me, and then um, Deli Ali had a really good game as well. Um, I think if he was that little bit sharper, he might have bagged a goal or two. But um, yeah, overall happy with the result. Um, obviously, a lot, lot of controversial stuff happened in, in that game as well. But um, yeah, happy, happy to come away with a point after not really being able to watch Spurs for about a month now. So happy with that. 
Yeah, and still unbeaten in the league with Antonio Conte. So Spurs are well and truly on their way to, uh, you know, fighting for that top six, maybe. Maybe you'll make it uh, back into a decent European competition this season. But you're obviously out of the Conference League as well, Guru. So that's, you know, even more um, assertion that you're just going to be focusing on the league for this season. And, you know, Harry Kane's going to be backfiring the goals. Fingers crossed for all of us. And we can actually start looking at him as an FPL asset for our teams, um, as we haven't been able to for most of this season. But Jack, out of the three remaining fixtures there isn't too much to choose from there's two games which were quite brilliant and one which was quite boring um so i'll ask for your pick yeah listen i'm going to pick the newcastle manchester city game and i'm going to get you to review it elliot <laughs> terrible refereeing uh standard man city bollocking um a smaller team um cancelo was brilliant uh, Kevin De Bruyne was brilliant, didn't get anything to show to it. And I was saying this to the gurus that he was brilliant. Um, you know, he didn't come away with any points in the end, but um, he was quite good. Don't know what the defending quite was for that first Diaz goal. So any Diaz owner um, should consider themselves quite lucky because I think I've seen better defending uh, down in, you know, Sunday league down the road. So um, it was a fairly standard Man City, you know, 4-0. That's 11 goals in two games for them. They, they battered Leeds. Uh, and they battered Newcastle. The only small thing that I can take is that I know a lot of Leeds fans and they were saying that if it's worse than 7-0, no, they'd never let me hear the end of it. So it wasn't as bad as 7. So we're celebrating and we're taking that one, Jack. Yeah, nice work, mate. I, I thought you'd be happy with that. It's not... Um, yeah, I thought um, we were expecting more goals from City. Um, and obviously, they were they were looking good. But yeah, pretty, pretty standard from them in terms of turn up, get the win, come away with it and all the assets. Majority of the assets were all hitting, but... Yeah, you couldn't have been expecting any more, though, could you, from Newcastle, I guess? We, you know, it's not been a huge bounce with Eddie Howe, has it? No, it hasn't. I think they're still feeling the uh, the hangover from from Steve Bruce and the Mike Ashley era. I've been saying this is the... Oh, you know, poor Bruce players... is still getting it. Still getting it. Poor hey, Bruce. Elliot, mate, I would say you'd be seeing us down in the Championship next season, but maybe we won't. Who knows? Yeah, they've had three seasons, well, two and a bit seasons of, of Steve Bruce coaching. So it's clear that they still can't defend. Um, unfortunately, those players that were the Rolls Royces under Rafa Benitez have turned into a little bit of a, a Ford, you know, <laughs> convertible. So there's, there's Who was the Rolls Royce under Bruce? Fabian Shaw. This is what you were saying to me is that he's, he's regressed. And I said, that's the Steve Bruce tax. Oh, no, it was a Rolls Royce under Benitez, though. You can't call him a Rolls Royce. We had the best defence outside the Top six under Rafa Benitez. Oh, we were absolutely brilliant. Anyway, we can we can debate that another day. Let's He's move not, on. Not there anymore. in that car park. It's all about Eddie Howe's black and white army these days. So uh, we'll see what he can uh, figure out, what he can do. But we'll move on, and we will uh, we'll take a look at what the paid league is looking like after eighteen game weeks of FPL. Close close to the uh, the halfway mark of the season. So as you can see on screen there, Donal Breslin sits at the top with two, 1,239 points and he had a good score this game week as well. Jordy Wilson remains in second as well with Steve Ward managing to break into the top three and Kieran King coming up to fourth with a monster score this week. And fair play to you, Kieran, because you are the paid mini league game week 18 manager of the week uh, from your team. Haven't got a clue. Um, you've got 78 points this season and it's your first win uh, for the season as well. So you get the uh, the 20 Aussie dollar prize pool and Guru, that just shows what a good week can do. You can see, you know, he's taken a green arrow in the mini league, 76 points. He's up into fourth. So he's going to be happy with that one, isn't he? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Where, like, where's he come from? You know, that's, that's probably a team name. Haven't got a clue that I've uh, I've not sort of seen before, and he's just you know pushed himself into the Champions League places. So um, 
yeah, nice one, Kieran. Thoroughly deserved. That's a, that's a huge score on such a difficult game week as well. Also, uh, Chris Reed's friend. He's what he's somebody you brought in. So it's shame Reed's not here to uh, to deliver that news as well. Because I'm, I'm sure he would have loved that. Not. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear all about it when he pops on a little bit later. But, you know, when you're speaking of, of big scores, I think this one needs to be pointed out. that In the top five of our free mini league, Ollie, we've got an 85-point at the top from Billy Bragdon and a 90-score point from Archie, who sits in fifth, which is absolutely ridiculous considering there was only four games of football this weekend. How have they managed to do that? Well, you're speaking to someone peasantry at this point. I'm just above the average. Why are you asking me about high scores? I've not had once. It's about game week two. But I think we need an FPL Alex bingo card because I think, you know, should have entered the paid league would be one of the ones that get crossed off the most. Because why aren't they? They'd be, they'd be, you know, having money coming out of the proverbial behind if they're in the, if they're in the paid league, let's be honest. 85 and 90. Let's be honest. They're monster scores in any week. And if you've had four games on you scoring that, it's mental. Can we can we bring up Archie's team? I just want to see where he's got these points from. Probably Cancelo captain. Yet. Got to be a Cancelo captain, hasn't he? Or Cancelo. Oh yeah, there we go. Cancelo oh, yeah, captain. Nice. Yeah, because oh, he's got lucky as well with with no Foden. So you know you got to have a bit of luck. You've got to uh, you know scam your way there sometimes. But fair play to him. Ninety points is a very very good score, and you know fair play to him. Hats off. Martinelli as well. You know ninety points as you say for that. Seven and a half thousand in the game week. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. And as Ollie said, got to get themselves into this uh, this paid mini because all those people that sit in that top end, that top bracket of the free mini league would definitely have earned themselves some money so far. Much like the women's mini as we've got here, um, the, the top three is fairly unchanged. Patricia and Karen Spence have flipped around each other. And, you know, Karen Spence continues to just drop that a little bit further down the league, Jack. You know, it's not been a very kind festive period to her, has it as well? No, Karen's having a bit of a break, it seems. Uh, not, not not going her way. Still a decent score at 50. Um, still beating Ollie Walker Peels in there. Um, so, yeah, decent score from her and a couple of big scores as well. But, you know, uh, Thashi is at the top there with the Radio Rovers. I don't think um, I've hit a score bigger than that score for a long time in terms of, you know, each week, week by week. So, doing the business up there and, yeah, cracking league as we uh, mention each week. So, Gets, gets even more competitive each and every week. And uh, the league, which I was doing really well in, um, unfortunately not doing too well in it anymore. And uh, Chris Reed, who's not on the podcast just quite yet, is in, a, is in two points touching distance of me. But there's been a fair bit of change um, throughout the league. Donald Breslin's the only one on the screen who's sort of remained there. He sits at the top. We've got Simon Reynolds sitting in second. And Tom Stones has moved up to third. And Pizza Boy, unfortunately, he's moved down to fifth guru. He's been sat in second for, you know, a couple of weeks now, I reckon five or six weeks. So he's slipped down just a little bit and he's now six points off the top place. So he's going to be a little bit disappointed with that, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think he's shown a few uh, frustrations in the Discord lately with some of his transfers, you know, some of the players. But, you know, again, it's, it's just about to hit the halfway mark. Plenty of time for Pizza Boy to get himself back into the uh, the top couple of spots. Yeah, and this is the time in the season where it will make or break people and, you know, people that aren't necessarily getting the, the scores that they want. I'm sure we'll see uh, some people, hopefully not the, the FPL addict community, dropping out of the competition and sort of just canning it and giving up. But fingers crossed, um, as I was saying, for everyone in the FPL addict community, that that isn't going to be you and you can keep going on because, you know, FPL can be a cruel game sometimes, but it can also be a brilliant game. So just got to keep going with it. And as we always say on the podcast, uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's still going to be 20 game weeks 
weeks to go. So there's plenty of time to uh, to make up ground. And if I'm still doing it, there's no reason that you shouldn't be because I got 36 points this game week, um, which was well below the average. And we might as well review my team now as we're on it. Obviously, I only had six players that started and seven players that played total for me um, with Tavares getting a five-minute cameo for Arsenal. Um, the defenders, Trent and Alonso, actually did quite well for me. Alonso's that's, you know, two sort of decent returns in two weeks for him because he got subbed off uh, in their last game before they lost their clean sheet to Everton. So I've been delighted with him. It was about time he showed something. He was my transfer from Chilwell, so he really hasn't done too much um, other than the past two weeks. The Salah captaincy didn't work out. Um, you know, it's not the end of the world. I think a lot of people went with Mohamed Salah. It's only the second game week that he's blanked this season. So, you know, there's no frustrations from me with him. Um, there wasn't really too much else that I could have capped him better anyway. You know, there was Trent and Yotta, but um, and maybe Alonso, but I, I just thought Salah was still going to be the better option uh, over the two. Bernardo Silva was very quiet against Newcastle. Um, he got a little bit angry. He was showing a couple of frustrations, I think. So he didn't really do too much uh, against us. And then Yotta and Smithrow obviously got the returns uh, as well, seven and six points respectively. But, you know, with all the cancellations, I, uh, I built my, my team for this game week because of that, that West Ham fixture against Norwich um, was going to go ahead. And then frustratingly, that one got cancelled. So was a little bit sad about that considering I had three of the assets and I brought three of them in pretty much two game weeks ago. But, you know, it's, it's the way that it goes. But, and you know, a lot of people um, were going to go with Ollie Watkins. The, so my transfer in the end was just to go to Smithrow. I didn't take a four-point hit this week, um, which is probably going to make Reedy quite sad. But, you know, you're never safe anymore. We saw that, you know, I was staying up late. I said on the podcast that you know, I was going to make my transfers and I was going to wait. And everyone was telling me, wait, just wait right up until deadline, just in case. Two hours before the game, maybe it was an hour and a half get told that the game's cancelled fans are already at the stadium fans are already in the pub it didn't matter they called it off and uh over i think watkins had over a million transfers in this week and those million managers just didn't manage to get any points from him which was uh, a little bit disappointing but it is the way that it goes in these unfortunate times so that's the, the your gentle reminder to to wait as long as you can with your transfers even if you're an australian manager and it means staying up till about 12 30 uh, past midnight way past my bedtime for sure but ollie you got 43 points this week so you were above the average and you didn't take any hits so take us through your week uh, it was a it was a Jao Cancelo show, really. Without him, I would have been absolutely in trouble. 18 points against your Newcastle Elliot. Unbelievable, Cancelo. What a player. So he's saved me. Cancelo, again, quality. Probably must have at the moment or not far from. Salah blanked. You know, first time since game week two that he's blanked. So that was, you know, frustrating one. Um, again, good defence. Rudiger, um, Alexander-Arnold, very good. Jota, very good. Uh, it's just all the cancellations. It's the story of the week this week. I brought in Jacob Ramsey because of that Villa game. Everyone said was going to go ahead and then didn't. Um, but he looks nailed on anyway. He looks good under Steven Gerrard. So long-term transfer. Probably a good one to go with Jacob Ramsey. Um, but it's just a blip. It's a poor week. It's another red arrow. Did well get, to get above the average, to be fair. Um, but it's just it's just been a torrid FPL run for me at the moment. I think I've dropped about 350k across the past few weeks down to like 600k which not as bad as Elliot but not great either to be honest um so I want to be turning those reds into greens very very soon um hopefully I get the chance to um hopefully there's not as many games that get that get canned but you know it's it's a quick moving game it's a dynamic game and we've just got to deal with that 
Yeah, we certainly do. And it's, you know, it's difficult to keep up with it this, these days. And obviously, we, no one expected that there was going to be four games going ahead this week. You know, there were seven the previous week. So if it keeps going down this week, then I don't really see how they go on with the, uh, the league for too much longer. But we'll discuss that a little bit later. The important question that I want to ask you, Ollie, is have you transferred in the right Villa midfielder Ramsey? Because I saw something on Twitter the other day. There's an Aaron Ramsey and there's a Jacob Ramsey. So have you transferred in the right one? I have. It's all right. I'm fine. There. Um, I had it. I had it sorted by game week points. So he got the ten points in the in the previous game week. So I'm absolutely fine. But if you've transferred in the wrong the wrong Ramsey, you've you've just you've had a bit of a mare there, haven't you? I, I sympathise with you. I do sympathise if you've gone with with uh, with Aaron Ramsey. Obviously, not the one who used to play for for Juventus and Arsenal. It's the one who's you know come through the Villa Youth Academy. Um, but it, it is Jacob Ramsey who I brought in. Um, so, yeah, we're all good there on that front. That's about the only positive thing I can take out of this week is that I've transferred in the right Ramsey because there's not much else. Well, you know, 0.2% of the competition um, can't be saying that they transferred in the right Ramsey, mate. So you can take some oh, sort no. of solace uh, in that. But Jack, you'd had a brilliant week this week as we saw on the socials on the, the FPL Addicts podcast Twitter account. Jack took the bragging rights for this week, 56 points. And you can see why he had Diaz and Cancelo, um, two of which were, you know, Diaz was definitely gifted a goal. Cancelo was not gifted his goal. It was an absolute screamer. So fair play. But take us through your team, Jack. Yeah, start whinging out about that goal. Um, obviously, yeah, buzzing with the, the game week, buzzing with the score, back on the green arrows. Uh, I've been very inconsistent this season. I think I'm just looking at my game week history now. I've been uh, red, green, red, green, red, green every single week since uh, game week 10. So it's been difficult to navigate, taking the 56 points and obviously a couple of bragging rights this week for the podcast, which was nice. Got very lucky, really, in terms of navigating the team that I had. Uh, with the games not being called off and the triple ups uh, kind of worked well uh, with City, um, apart from the Hendo uh, getting caught with uh, COVID, but I'll put that, you know, that, that's maybe down to, you know, Henderson missing, Van Dyke missing with that Tottenham kind of result um, in there. So, you know, Henderson could have affected that game more possibly. But yeah, last last second of the deadline or what was the initial deadline at half past midnight of the night here before it got extended. Um, I brought Smith Rowan with about probably about 15 seconds to go, I reckon. So he got me those extra points. Uh, I used my free transfer on him. Obviously, we talked about it on the podcast, but we weren't, I wasn't too sure whether that was going to happen. Um, but yeah, happy happy with that. Similar to Ollie with Cancelo getting the 18. Unbelievable. Um, and, you know, Trent delivering and, my, you know, Captain uh, Salah obviously blanking, disappointing, but happy with, the, happy with that, mate. 56 points, can't complain at all. And, you know, Moving above all in the podcast mini, I think a bit further away from you as well, El, and uh, closing in on Christopher Reed, who somehow still manages to uh, stay up there. This, you know, infuriating. Yeah, I was fuming. <laughs> I was fuming when I saw that. I was fuming when I logged on and saw that I dropped to fourth. But uh, I'm in the top four, so uh, Leicester, take notes, please. Um, it's 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 one of them. Like I'll get that I'll get that third spot back. Hopefully, some point this season. Yeah, I think we're, I think we're all probably looking for a bit of consistency now. But it's probably the worst yeah. time to be looking at it because these games are off, you know, are on the total flip of that, and it's going to be how we're going to navigate it. It's just pot looking it, and if uh, you know with these triple ups, if you've got them in your team, we've just got to be we've got to be so careful with it. Uh, you kind of just tiptoeing around the fantasy game week by week, but. Uh, going back, I was going to chip in before when you were about the bonus bank league, the head-to-head. I mean, another I did kind of the double this week for myself. I beat Donald in the. Uh, I, I was against him. He got fifty-five, and I got fifty-six. So 
I think that was a big one because I think that's the only thing I'll beat him in this uh, this season. So, um, Donald, if you're watching, I'll, uh, that's 1-0 to me, mate. I know you're going to destroy me next time, isn't he? <laughs> well, you know, it's about the little wins, isn't it, Jack? So you can Both definitely is, take mate. that one. Oh, confidence boosters, mate. You need these confidence boosters. Uh, you know, a bit like Newcastle, if you, you only concede, you know, three, it's a confidence booster for you, isn't it, for the next week? But when you've got Manchester teams back-to-back, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. Yeah, we'll just have to see if, you know, if those fixtures do end up going ahead. But obviously, we're none the wiser at the moment. Um, Bishwajit says that he got 48 points uh, with just six players last game week, which is brilliant. And he's into the next round of the Man United Cup. Jack, are you still in the Man United Cup? Do you know? Oh, let's have a look now. I know I'm out of the actual cup, the official one. So let me have a look on the... How do I find that out real quick? Just scroll down. Terrible cup competition, that Man United Cup anyway, I'd imagine. I hope I'm still in the Man United Cup. That'd be nice. Yeah, one. Yes, get in there, son. Is it the London the, uh, Cup? Is that what they call 56, it? 56-33 <laughs> against dominating stars. What did you say? It's got to be the London Cup. That's what it is. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that. Come on, mate. Better than that. That's the uh, the only sort of dig that I can make these days. But you and Bishwajit, both out of the uh, the overall cup, but both in your Man United one. I wonder if yeah. you do get anything, um, you know, in, in terms of a prize for winning your uh, your sort of team cup this season then, because it's the first season that they've organised them, isn't it? Does anyone well, have any clue? Yeah. Well, being a bigger club than you know, majority of clubs, I'm sure United do something. Yeah, the Glazers will fork you yeah. out 10 don't, quid or something, I reckon. Don't, I don't have a club in the league, so I can't comment. <laughs> who, who, what, what team have you picked then, Ollie? Did you pick one? Yeah, no, I'm just a general Premier League fan, so I'm, I'm not logged in. I know I know Rory, I know Rory, who's a Middlesbrough fan, uh, true FPL GOAT, picked Brentford for some Brentford. reason. Yeah. But he's, not he's not a Brentford fan, um, but he picked Brentford for whatever reason, but I, I've just not, not gone with one. I will, I will next game. season. I'll be able to next season. Yeah, I'll be able to next season. Well, let's hope that that ages like <laughs> fine wine, Ollie. And we'll just have to see when it gets to that, that 38th game week in the Premier League and the Championship's done uh, at a similar time as well. We'll just have to see how it goes. Uh, Reedy got 49 points and I'll wait for him to come on um, when he gets on and he can review his team there. So we'll go straight for you, Guru. 39 points this week. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We've got, to, we've got to sanction off the end of the podcast just for him to speak about his transfers and his team. Um, a perf- set of four perfect ones for your total overall score. You did take a four-point hit this week which would take you below the average but take us through your team guru yeah look, it, was, it was a disappointing one obviously uh i'm probably a cancelo away from you know a good score a few weeks ago i did look at him it was between him and reese james um look, james james has done all right the last couple of games so got saved by him and rudiger with the clean sheets on the last day you know trent's done well yacht has done well uh, a captain De Bruyne, so similar to Jack, I did a last-minute uh, change, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to put put him in. Um, I think he's going to be sort of more nailed on in this City team. Obviously, you can't ever predict it anyway, um, but I liked what I saw against Leeds. I saw he had a good record against Newcastle, and I put him in. I thought it was a, it was worth a gamble. Um, I put Gelhart in from Leeds, who brought me back my uh, my minus four because he got the uh, got the assist. And I thought I'd give De Bruyne a go. And I guess overall, he's, he's got, um, he's ended up doing better than Salah anyway. So, um, you know, I've got a couple more points out of it. But um, yeah, it's, it's disappointing that they've obviously scored four and uh, and De Bruyne has not returned one. But I'll be keeping him for sure. I think he'll he'll provide returns over the next few game weeks. But yeah, tough game week, tough game week. But what can you do when there's only four games on? So, yeah, it's a real difficult one. Um, but the only positive to come out of it is, 
you know, there's there's a good uh, amount of double game weekers now in this um, in this lineup. You know, with the likes of Watkins and Sanchez, Livermento, the Chelsea players will have a double as well. So, um, you know, that's something I'm keeping an eye on as well. Yeah, there's going to have to be a couple, and you know, you're obviously going to get your second wild card uh, given to you at some point, and you've still got your your free hit, your bench boost, and your triple captain um, banked guru. And I know a lot of us on the podcast do right now. I don't think many people have played too many chips uh, out of the podcast panel, so I think you know it's going to be a, a fairly good second half of the season uh, for all of us with all of those at our disposal. So that is how the uh, the podcast mini league is looking. The guru sits top. Uh, Dave sits bottom and then the in-betweens um, is just whatever it is with uh, me closest to the bottom. That's pretty much been the story of the season. Guru's sitting at the top, Dave's sitting at the bottom with just me uh, just in front of Dave. And then Reedy, Jack and Ollie don't really know where they're sitting at the minute. They're sort of jumping around a little bit. It's up and down, up and down. So uh, as Jack would say, we need a little bit of consistency, uh, see who starts to break off and who wants to uh, you know, really take all the spoils. But boys, we've got to talk about game week 19. That's what we're here to do today. What is going to happen? Are we going to get these fixtures? Are we not going to get these fixtures? The Premier League apparently are going to try and play as many of these festive fixtures as they can. They're not really looking to cancel it as far as I've read. So it looks like they're going to just, you know, persist on, see what they can do. Um, they obviously don't want to lose too much TV money and, uh, you know, just want to get on with it, which I think is fair enough. But, you know, it's obviously the safety of the players and the fans as well, which is important. In Wales, you know, it's going behind closed doors. So, That'll affect Swansea and Cardiff in the Championship, Ollie. I think, you know, even for you guys, um, you know, there's going to be no fans at those stadiums. Not that they get too many fans anyway at those stadiums to the, the no. Welsh teams. But, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. So I wouldn't put that behind it as well um, for, you know, maybe halving how many people can go in and stuff like that. I've done that in Germany. So it's going to be interesting. But Guru, what do you think is going to happen with this Premier League? This is so hard to predict. I think we'll see. Surely there'll be a couple of games off. Um, you know, the rumours are some teams have been hit a lot worse than others. The likes of Chelsea Villa, it's looking unlikely. Um, even Man City Leicester, they're saying now could be, you know, potentially off with, with Leicester's breakout. But I guess we'll know more if, if the Liverpool Leicester game goes up goes ahead in the um in the League Cup. Um so no, you know, there's that. Norwich apparently have quite bad COVID as well. Um, you know, so it's just so hard to to, to say. I do think we'll see a couple of cancellations, but how many, you know, I don't know. I personally, my, my opinion is they should have just done the the two-week circuit breaker um, and just been done with it. Um, you know, let let teams go behind closed doors, recover. Um, but, you know, they're, they're saying they're going to go ahead. So it's, it's interesting. It, you know, when Klopp, um, I found it interesting that Jurgen Klopp come out and said, we, you know, continue to play. But then by um, by Sunday after the fixture, he you know turned around and said, actually, you know I can't play all these fixtures over Christmas now. So um, lost his mind, didn't he? Yeah, that's he just, what stuff he just does, moans. He just moans all the time. Mm-hmm. He, Did he you always the BBC commentator? He asked me a question at the end, and he, and like gave him a really kind of rude, abrupt answer. You just going, well, you're obviously under pressure from the from COVID. Yet you're you know as, as Matt was just saying, then he's he's giving it big and he's going play on. So yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be tough on every club, isn't it? And but you can't be whinging and being so vocal about it. It's best just to uh, just to keep quiet, I reckon, as a manager with all that the politics involved in it. 
yeah, you're a football manager at the end of the day, you know, they're not really paying you for that. But I sort of agree with what you're saying, Guru. I think, you know, maybe a two-week, um, you know, maybe England might do that themselves. I've heard, you know, they might do a circuit breaker countrywide lockdown themselves. So if sport's going to go on during that behind closed doors, we're not too sure. We're obviously none the wiser sitting all the way over here in uh, in Melbourne, Australia. So we're about as far away as you could possibly get. But um, yeah, I'm not, sure, not too sure about that, Elliot. <laughs> it's going to be coming over, isn't it? It's coming. Yeah, well, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, we'll obviously find out the news a little bit after, you know, everyone in England knows what's going on. So they'll probably find out. And our UK correspondent, Reedy, will uh, we'll, we'll figure out what's happening. You know, his, his delivery guy will uh, make sure that he knows he's popping around to Trent's house to drop him off a package so he can ask him what's going to be happening with the league, I'm sure. But Jack, where do you sort of sit with it? The guru said that he thinks, you know, a circuit sort of thing needs to happen because I read that there was 92 positive tests, um, you know, across the whole Premier League, coach and staff play. Players, um this week which is doubled from last week so you can only see that it's getting worse can't you yeah that's it i mean i ideally to to to, to save you know people back in the uk and football players families staff who are involved in the clubs it's obviously a major operation day in day out at each club uh it's not going to be easy this variant obviously seems to be a lot more contagious doesn't it so i think um they've got to be you know a, a break wouldn't be bad but when they come back from a break, it's obviously still going to be there. So from the football perspective, even with the you know the EFL Cup, you know Arsenal's looking now. Arsenal Sunderland in the morning. You know how are Arsenal going to be looking? Or you know they might catch it in the morning, and then obviously for the game here, and then by the weekend it's off in it. So it's it's chaos. I think for me, yes, a break would be great, but I still think either way, it's not going anywhere, and you can't have a month off, can you? So. I think they're just getting me determined to push it on and play each game as it is. Um, obviously, there's no thought about fantasy football for all those managers on here. Um, obviously, it's not um, it's not priority for anyone, so they're just going to crack on and we're just going to have to deal with what happens and deal with the double game week and the triple game weeks if, if that occurs again, like it did last season. It was Spurs, right, wasn't it? Was it Spurs with a triple up? Man United, wasn't it? It was United with a triple yeah. up. I knew it was one of us. So it's, um, you know, does that occur again with multiple teams this season? You know, possibly. So, yeah, it's just going to be, we've got to wait and see what happens. And, you know, I, I want to make my transfers before I get on the beers for the next five days before the <laughs> game. So before I forget. <laughs> Yeah, you can try and have that little bit of a Christmas break. You know, don't be going on UFPL on Christmas. Um, just try and stay out of it. Enjoy your, your festive period as much as you can. And then as soon as Christmas is over and it hits Boxing Day, that's when it's football territory and you can start, you know, giving it some food for thought. Yeah. Best, day of the, best day of the year. Well, how, are you, how are you feeling about it, mate? What do you reckon? Yeah, I think, you know, a circuit break, it probably wouldn't hurt too much, I think, because it's it's obviously out of control now um, with the league. And, you know, when you've got four games out of 10 being played, there's probably an issue there that, that needs to be resolved. And, you know, whether that's making sure that more players and more staff are encouraged to, you know, get the jab, because I saw the, the rates compared to, you know, the other leagues and stuff like that. I'm not really too surprised that you know, these sort of things are happening because I don't think too many people, uh, I think it was about 68% of everyone was fully vaccinated. So, you know, for the, the players' safety as well and that sort of stuff, you know, I doubt that too many of them will um, want to end the league and stop it for a couple of weeks. But 
you know, I, I don't think it would be the worst idea just to sort of put a stop to it and then come back fresh. And then, you know, hopefully it'll uh, be a little bit less worse and safer for the fans and safer for the players and, you know, just more convenient for the fans and players as well, because cancelling a game an hour and a half, two hours before um, kickoff is just absolutely ridiculous. And we spoke about it um, on the podcast last week again, Jack, but it was just absolutely ridiculous for all those fans, the Villa and the Burnley fans. You can't be doing that to them because, you know, they've travelled, they're there, they're ready. They're, everyone was thinking there's absolutely no way that it gets called off. Got a little tweet on my phone. Couldn't believe my eyes when I saw it. I was... Uh, just felt bad for all of them, to be honest. So it, it is a little bit rubbish at the minute. It's how it is. Um, there's nothing that we can really do about it um, as fans and stuff like that. But, you know, whatever happens, we've just got to take it with a pinch of salt. And as you say, as, as fantasy managers, you know, we're not priority. It's the the safety um, and probably, you know, the all that sort of stuff that is the priority. So as long as everyone's OK and, um, you know, they can sort of get it under control as, as best they can. I think that's probably what's best for the league. But here is the uh, the UK correspondent who can give us more on the uh, the COVID crisis that's going on in the Premier League at the minute. I was just saying you need to get your mate to pop round to, to Trent's house, dropping him off a package of some sort, 3D, um, to, to figure out what's going on. But how are you doing? It's early. It's 8.39 uh, for you there in England. So how are you doing? Thanks, Al. Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Um a lot going on. I've been listening to you boys slagging me off, but uh, listen, it's all right. It's all good. <laughs> now, um, yeah, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's up in the air still, as we all know. Uh, but we roll with it, take it as it is in FPL, and uh, priority, as you've alluded to, is a uh, safety of everyone. Really, football uh, comes second best to that. Yeah, it's you bringing the Christmas joy and the Christmas spirit, Reedy. Really. Uh, I am, mate. Yeah, it's got toilet roll on it at the moment, lads. I don't know if you can see that one, but uh, you know, the elves have been up to no good. I don't know if you do this elf on the shelf over in Australia, but I'll tell you what, it's the bane of my life that I'll tell you that for sure. Uh, so this morning, uh, the, the, the kids come down and the uh, the elves were stuck in the hoover. So, um, yeah, I thought of that one myself last night. Um, one of the other elves had, had sucked the other two up. So, You've just got to improvise, haven't you, boys? As you know, with FBL, you've got to improvise. I don't even want to know what goes on in your household, Reedy. We'll keep it to football as best as we can. But, you know, I'll ask you, Reedy, because obviously as the, the Englishman in the room, you probably know a little bit more than us about the whole situation. You're, you're living it. We're uh, on the other side of the world. So in terms of like your transfer strategy and everything, you know, for these games that we're not too sure if they're going to be cancelled, you saved me last week with a bit of advice, waiting right up until deadline. So is that you know, the same advice that you'd give again? You'd say, wait as long as you can, wait for all the press conferences and everything and uh, to try and get the, the most up-to-date news that you can. Would that be uh, what you'd go with? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, bud. Um, you got to play. You got to be a bit more savvy and a bit more clever with it. Um, you know, with how things are at, at the moment. Uh, I was I was in a sticky situation myself with an hour to go with that deadline getting pushed to uh, to four pm. I know it's late in the day for you boys, so obviously you're going to be you know uh, tired the next day. But um, it's all you can really do. You know, uh, you can you can't plan too far ahead. It is literally game week to game week. Um, have ideas in your head of who you want to bring in, but that can also change then last minute. So don't feel like, what I would say is one thing for sure is don't feel like if your moves are off the table because of a, a game getting cancelled or whatever, a team having COVID, don't then think, oh, what can I do? And panic and bring someone in that maybe you didn't even want in in the first place that you're going to have to take out the next week. We all do it as it is, uh, you know, when the, when the season's normally on. But even more so now, mate. Just try and uh, try and hold as long as you can. 
I think that's great advice because I obviously said on the podcast last week that I wanted Smith-Rowe and Watkins. Then as soon as I saw that, that game was cancelled, I thought, oh, Watkins isn't going to play. I need, need a different striker now. And I thought, it's going to be all right. That was going to be my four-point hit anyway. So I just went with Smith-Rowe um, and I was happy with that. He obviously got his return. So I think that is really, really astute advice there. Um, obviously, it's going to be difficult because... You're going to get people that aren't going to be playing these games because of COVID. And no matter how late um, it gets called off, it can still be called off, as we now know, with that Villa Burnley game. So just don't panic. Um, you know, take your time. Have some plans in your head. Have some backup plans in your head. Have more backup plans in your head, just in case there is only four fixtures or whatever um, how it was this week. So I think that's uh, the way to do it. Guru, um, do you sort of agree with what Reedy's saying there? You know, wait as long as you can. You've always been a, a very big advocate for, you know, make your transfers, you know, 15 or 10 minutes before deadline. So I can't imagine you're going to deviate too much from what Reedy said. Yeah, look, really spot on there. You've just got to, um, you know, right now, as late until deadline as you can. Look, it's difficult for, for the players not in the UK, you know, us that are globally in all the other time zones. It's it's just so difficult. You know, a lot of people are going to bed. Um, you know, like Renee is an example. She was asleep. Um, she put Watkins in when she went to bed at 11.30 at night. Ten minutes later, you know, Watkins is, uh, <laughs> the game's been called off and that's her transfer done. Um you know, and it's and it's difficult. And I know there was a lot of people in the same boat that bring Watkins in you know, 45 minutes before deadline. And even then you're not safe. So you've really got to push it right up until deadline. One minute to go and just make a snap decision there or then, or just not transfer at all and just, you know, just leave it and then keep two for the next time because it's just too roll hard over. to <laughs> Do the, uh, the infamous rollover. I haven't been doing that too much recently, but might have to start doing it again. Um, just to, you know, sort of stay out of all the, the drama and everything and just maybe relax as I approach the deadline. Um, don't have to stress too much about my transfers, but there are a, a couple of cracking fixtures. Fingers crossed, you know, they all do manage to go ahead uh, this Boxing Day, but there are some brilliant games that are on. I think Liverpool leads uh, for me just quickly. If that game does go ahead, I think it'd be brilliant. I think Liverpool can definitely turn leads over there. Uh, they're at home against a, a lead side, which I think have got nine first-team players out at the minute. Um, so they're not getting too much help there. And we know how much Salah likes to score against Leeds anyway. So I think he's going to be the most captained again this week, maybe rivaled uh, by Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, he obviously plays fairly late. He plays on the, the Tuesday morning over here in uh, in Melbourne, in Australia. So it's going to be an interesting one. But, you know, Ollie, is there a fixture that I haven't mentioned that really stands out to you or maybe one that I have mentioned that you want to get a bit, give a bit more uh, you know, analysis on? Um, I'll go away from the ones you've mentioned. I mean, obviously, Liverpool Leeds is probably the one that stands out. Um, I'll take the London derby, Tottenham and Crystal Palace. Obviously, it's one of the, it's one of the more mild London derbies, but there should still be something in it. Obviously, I've got a couple of Palace assets that I think I might be benching anyway. Obviously, Gray served me so well, and um, Guaita has been all right for me, I guess. Um, obviously, Tottenham Kane looks back to form. You know. It's, it's going to be an interesting one. I think that's one I'm going to look forward and that's what I'm probably going to have a look at. So um, it should be a decent game, that one, but a lot to highlight, as you've mentioned, mate. Yeah, I think so. And Gwei, he's been probably pick of the season from you. So I think you do deserve some credit um, on the podcast from me for that one because he was a, a brilliant pick. You know, he's been scoring goals. He's been getting clean sheets for you. So he's definitely uh, part of the reason that your rank's been so good. You're always good at finding those little gems um, at the start of the season sort of thing. So uh, hats off to you for that one, mate. But, you know, I don't want to give you too much credit. We're only halfway through the season. So we can come back to this in a, it, in a couple it, of weeks' time. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be an FPL Alex pod without you giving me enough credit, mate. That's the way it's been. 
been through the past season and a half, mate. It never changed, pal. Never changed. It's, it's never going to change, mate. Jack, is there a fixture that stands out to you? I'm sure you're going to pick Newcastle, Man United. Yeah, well, you feel like it's that that turn in it with with United. It was hoping for obviously the last couple of game weeks, but with the you know the COVID situation, we haven't uh, been seen the best of what United can potentially offer under Ranjit now. So it's uh, hopefully this is a big a big showcase of what it could be. Knowing our luck, it's just going to be uh, Eddie Howe's day in it. <laughs> Something random like that is going to happen for sure. I'm surprised Ollie Walker PR hasn't called that yet and, and contributed to saying that. It usually goes against United at some point, <laughs> randomly. Um, but yeah, listen, I going by when we played you last time, it's all about Ronaldo, isn't it? And he, lo- he loves scoring against you. Um, you know, coming off your, your, your City defeat as well, it's screaming for more goals. Um, you know, if we can match that with City, uh, the assets. Obviously, with the COVID situation, I had Rashford in. Um, I have Ronaldo, still got Ronaldo. I'd love to bring in more United players in, but you know, for me, I've just got to kind of think about these transfers and what games, obviously, as we've alluded to already, are actually going to go ahead. Hopefully, um, in the northeast, it's not too rife up there and we come away okay and we can play. Uh, it's a you know, a lovely trip for everyone from uh, from, from Manchester and down south. Uh, to get to the game. Um, Sorry, who, who's travelling from Manchester? Some of the Newcastle fans that were having a holiday away in Manchester. Come on, come on. Um, everyone's all the up north, don't they? Um, no, no, no one's holidaying <laughs> in Manchester either, to be fair. So I don't know why I thought of that. Yeah, so hopefully it goes ahead. And, you know, the likes of, you know, I'd be keen to see that, like, I think I'll, I'll be a quite a few more moves before I can bring a premium or have to take some hits, but in that midfield, because I, I, I do love Son. So I do want to bring Son in at some point again. Uh, but the likes of Rashford or maybe a Greenwood uh, would be brilliant in there to pair. So, yeah, they're the kind of players I'm looking at and going into this fixture fixture run for United. Obviously, there's so many good fixtures and, you know, the double game weeks that are maybe approaching with the game week, you know, 21, 22, I think we were saying. Um, it'd be good to get those United assets in ready for that. And hopefully, yeah, I'm just excited to see what United can do. Yeah, and you've been another fan that, you know, hasn't had too much football to, to watch in the past couple of weeks because of the uh, the COVID situation. It's a bit similar to Spurs, maybe a little bit shorter. Um, but obviously, you know, you, I'm sure you'll just be happy to, to watch your team walk out again and uh, fingers crossed get beat by Newcastle, but probably end up putting four or five past us uh, at the end on our own back turf. So it'll be interesting yeah, to get, see. Let's get some goals. Let's get some goals happening. Scott, and, uh, you know, make it exciting. Cause Boxing Day is a great time of the year for Premier League and watching some, yeah, buzzing for it. And hopefully it's, uh, you know, the next couple of those couple of games, game, games are, uh, yeah, decent. Yeah, and Reedy says he's fallen asleep listening to you there, Jack, in the private chat. So I'll ask him for, for some on, analysis. Reedy. Reedy, is there a, a game that sticks out to you? You know, you do have, you do have to pick one of them. There is still eight to pick from, so you can't sit on the fence and maybe pick. Can one I just say b- b- before we jump in? Before we jump in, Reedy, the shoes on the other foot now, isn't it? Shoes on the other foot. You falling oh. asleep listening to Jack? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the tables have turned. There, there you go. He just looks like he's woken up. And listen, boys, um, come on, it's early doors here. You should have appreciation for me for my commitments and dedication. Um, but no, listening to Man United anytime, you know, helps makes me fall asleep because they're just rubbish <laughs> these days, aren't they? Let's be honest. Um, but anyway, I'm sure we'll uh, Viva Ronaldo at some point this season again. So I've seen that video many a time, mate. <laughs> we'll watch every second of it. <laughs> so standout fixture for me, or, or one to kind of like. Pick, I suppose there is a there is a few tasty ones, but uh, it's got to be that Chelsea Villa. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you guys think that maybe at this point uh, Chelsea have, have looked a little bit shaky, so to speak. I watched the uh, the Wolves Chelsea game, and 
I know Chelsea had a few missing players and whatnot, but they weren't the best. Um, and Villa have been been good this season under Steven Gerrard. Attacking football, they're at home. I expect that to be a really, really good game. I hope I'm not let down by that, but that for me is, is the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, and I'm not surprised. You know, obviously, I think that one is uh, probably, I've read, in danger of not going ahead, but obviously most of the games are probably in danger of being cancelled. So, fingers crossed that one can go ahead because I, I think, you know, Villa always do fairly decent against Chelsea. They always seem to manage to uh, to hold their own and everything. So I think that would be a, a really nice game and maybe one that's going to separate, you know, that top sort of two, Liverpool and Man City, um, away from Chelsea again because they have fallen off in the past couple of weeks. They just haven't looked the same. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one to see how it goes. But obviously they are the fixtures. We don't know which ones are going to be played. We don't know which ones are going to go ahead. We're sitting here um, on the evening of the 21st here in Melbourne as we're recording this. So we're not too sure. Um, you know, obviously these games are five days away for us. So it's all up in the air. Anything could happen. Anything could be cancelled. So, if, you know, all the games we might have previewed there, none of them might be being played on the weekend. And, you know, we all just look a bit silly now. But at least if you're watching it back, you know that, that that's the reason that we've, we've previewed those games. And fingers crossed that, you know, most of them, if not all of them, do end up going ahead. But, you know, I'm not too sure if we're going to get that. But we'll go through our transfers now, boys. And it's, it's difficult because, you know, there's probably going to be, you know, thoughts and stuff like that. But to put them into, you know, actual actuality at the minute is, is probably absurd as we've said you've got to wait up until the deadline for what you're going to do but Jack do you have any sort of transfer thoughts that you're going to be making this week regarding all the fixtures go ahead yeah so if everything's on um I'm probably going to roll over if I'm honest my, my team's looking pretty decent I've got um you know Liverpool uh triple up all home obviously playing a home to Leeds I've got an Arsenal trip up which is away to Norwich um the the City triple up home to Leicester Ronaldo, Newcastle, and then the only one I question is Mason Mount. Again, you know he's been he's been good, obviously, um, in the last few game weeks. Um, so the Villa fixture might be tough. It could be a stalemate. It could be goals galore. Chelsea have been conceding, so I'll probably leave Mount in there. So I'm pretty, in a, I'm in a decent position. I feel, uh, and I could probably save that transfer and roll it ready for the following game week and, and make a few moves and either bring in the likes of um, you know Son. A, you know Greenwood or Rashford, um, yeah, and look around that. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm probably going to roll over this week, lads. All being well. I think I'm going to be doing the same, mate. I'm fairly happy with how my team's looking this week. Uh, it's been a while. Taken a couple of hits in the past couple of weeks. I've uh, you know been doing the the Hitman special, as uh, as Reedy likes to call it. But I think I'm going to go back to my old roots and uh, just play a little bit safe, play a little bit conservative. I'm very happy with uh, the players that I've got this week. So regarding you know all the fixtures and all the games go ahead, I think I'll be on for a, a fairly decent score. So I think I'll be doing much the same as Jack, rolling over in the end. Guru, what about you? I'm thinking the same because we just don't Guru, know what's going to happen. You're so deflated. Like, yeah. Guru is just so I think he's just, just uh, Premier League are doing your heading, aren't they? It's just so <laughs> tough at the moment to navigate. I think, you know, two years, you, you go season to season of all these great FPL years. And, you know, now we've had back to back seasons where you just, you don't know what's going to go on. You don't know if you're going to have 10 fixtures. And it's just so demoralizing from an FPL point of view because you want a full fixture on Boxing Day. And for now, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my team, right? So I am. I'm sitting here thinking, maybe, maybe I'll just roll over, you know, keep myself the two transfers because yeah. the following week you're going to need them. Look, if if all the games do go ahead, and that's a big if, you know, I can put Cancelo in. He's obviously probably been the one that's costing me a lot of points over the last month. But 
Um, at the same time, you know, with Man City having three games potentially in the space of four days or five days, whatever it is, I don't want to load up on too many City players knowing there is a double game week around the corner. Um, and Man City and Liverpool are not going to be part of that double game week. Um, so I'm, if I am going to transfer, I'm probably going to look to move away from Liverpool and City assets because I am going to plan for 22. Um, so if I am going to transfer, it's Cancelo or maybe um, maybe even look at removing Bernardo. Um, I know he's got a good game, um, but maybe even looking at shifting him for um, someone like Damari Gray uh, from Everton, who's a little bit cheaper. He's got good fixtures. Great and he's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be part of the, um, you know, these double game weeks. So I might look at it that way, but it, it's just like Jack said, it's deflating at the moment. It's hard to to be motivated for, for FPL when, um, you know, it's just all these games. But yeah, it's either going to be a rollover um, or maybe just those two transfers. But it's just hard. To, it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick. Yeah, you really can't decide this early on what you're going to be doing. But, you know, obviously, if you think you're going to roll over, you're probably going to end up rolling over uh, more over towards the deadline. Ollie, have you got any irons in the fire that you're thinking, you know, maybe a couple of moves that you're going to make this week? Or do you think you're going to be doing much the same and just playing it safe and rolling over? Well, if I could roll over, I would. But I've got the two free transfers in the bank already. So rolling over over would be completely pointless. Phil Foden's one for me that could be on the chopping block. Um, we've spoke a little bit about Manchester City. You've got the likes of Gallagher, Smith Rowe. I mean, Rafinha's fixtures are tough for Leeds. Uh, Jared Bowen's looking, you know, like it could be a good asset. So he might be one that goes, and that might be the only one. I might go Foden to Bowen and keep that second transfer. I think having two free transfers at the moment is quite a positive thing you can do. Um, because it just gives you so much flexibility to do so much. If next week, you know, if games are still going ahead by that point, you know, you can be really flexible, really noble. And I'm not at a point where I want to take a mini wild card now. I think I think that, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with where my team's sitting. Rudiger may be another one that I might want to have a look at getting rid of, but he's got a double game week coming up, so I don't think that will be proactive either. Um, so, again, like you say, we're five weeks away from, from the deadline. Five weeks? Five days, sorry, away from the deadline. <laughs> Um, so still a long way away. I'm tired. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, I've done a read, done a read me. Um, but, but no, I think it'll be Foden. If anyone, um, it's gotta be someone probably Foden, but I don't know who to yet. It's Foden, it's Foden still like in this bad box with obviously went out with Greenwood. Yeah. Foden. That's why he didn't play on the weekend. Him and Greenwood. Do, you, do yeah. you think Pep might drop him again and do back to back? Don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I think I don't think Pep would tolerate anything like that. And I think for someone like Grealish, who's come in £100 million, he probably wants to get him in order, make sure that he's doing all the right things. But we know he's got that tendency, doesn't he, Grealish and Foden, mm. those younger players, and they love that that well, party life and everything. It's Greenwood, wasn't it, in the England camp, right? Yeah, yeah. Foden's a bad influence, isn't it? It's Foden. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be him. So, Ollie, get him out of your team, mate. He's a, he's a bad one to have. Yeah, Foden to Bowen looks like the one for me at the moment, but still a long way to go. Yeah, Demo might be happy with that FPL West Ham, but if he's if he's watching, tuning in. But Bowen's a very good player, and I think he'll do well for my team if I bring him in. Good to see you in the chat, FPL Down Under. Hope you're having a good one as well, mate. Um, Reedy, how are you doing transfer-wise? What are you thinking? Obviously, you love a hit. I don't really know too many hits that you can be taking at the minute um, with you know how many games are being cancelled and everything, but you're still managing to do it somehow. You're waiting right up until deadline, taking your own advice, which is brilliant. So what are you sort of thinking? 
Yeah, wait until deadline, eh? Oh, that uh, caused me a bit of a headache last week, but then it worked out in my favour because as uh, Mr. Walker Peel there, I've got two free transfers. So um, it's it's nice, but, um, you know, we don't know if games are going to be postponed. If they're not, it gives us another headache because we've not been used to kind of uh, having a full squad. Um, and we've had that headache of, oh, I've only got seven players or eight players, do a transfer, do a not. If we, if, if for whatever reason most of the games go ahead, you've then got players that you've not had the opportunity to, to put in before or pick before. So um, for me, transfers, I'm leaving to the last minute. I haven't made any decisions yet. Um, and yeah, that's that's how I'm kind of playing it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but as, as you guys said, uh, Jack Grealish and Foden have been naughty boys. So they weren't playing uh, the weekend. I just think Foden, if you're going to have him in, um, he, he, he brings in a decent haul of points one week and then the next he does nothing. The City situation, there's only two players that you can definitely say are, are as close to nailed as you can get, and that's Cancelo and Diaz for me. Um, it is literally a, a merry-go-round in terms of City midfielders and attackers. So, yeah, I'm being boring. I'm not making any transfers yet. I'm waiting till deadline, and that's me. Yeah, I think that's the, the 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 good thing to do in this day and age of all the the cancellations and everything is to just hold off and wait. But one thing that we probably can decide on, you know, if all games are going ahead, is our captain and our vice captain. We've got to got to say two these days, just in case the fixtures are called off. I know which two I'm going to be going with. So Jack, who are you? Who are you thinking for your captain and your vice? Well, I am going to go Mo Salah as captain. And my vice, I'm going to go Ronaldo, and I might change that just before kickoff, depending on how I'm feeling. I'm doing exact exact same as you, mate. Is Salah captain, Ronaldo vice? Um, they play on two different days as well, two different times. So obviously, if it was a, a UEFA, you know, fantasy competition, you'd be able to change it if Salah does end up getting his third blank of the season. But you know, you've always got that cushion of safety with you know the the two different fixtures that um, obviously the the COVID situation maybe not impact you as bad, and you probably have one of them playing. You'd you'd like to hope, and we can keep our fingers crossed. But you know, it's luck of the draw at that stage, and obviously closer to the deadline, Jack. If if one of those fixtures is called off, obviously your captain's going to change, isn't it? Yeah, it's just that's the beauty of having the vice option, right? Is that you can obviously just um, have that secondary option. But um, yeah, I, I was also looking at maybe Cancelo. You know, obviously they've got Leicester at home. Obviously he's just come off a mega haul. I think he's definitely one to watch. You got Trent as well. I think if you've got all these kind of players in your team, you've got so many to uh, to choose from, haven't you? But having that flexibility, just keep an eye on what's going on before the deadline, and be flexible and uh, ready to ready to do it. Just depends how many beers we've had. Guru, what, what are your choices for your captains this week, do you think? Yeah, Salah for sure, I think. Um, just going through my team, he, he's the standout option. Um, he was very quiet on the weekend, um, very quiet. It was marked out the game by um, by young Sessegnon. Um, but I will captain him against Leeds and I will vice-captain Kevin De Bruyne. Oof, going for it again I really do like that um, you know the the one week punt that you went with didn't manage to pay off but as I said he was very unlucky not to get a return so it's good to see that that sort of uh, that sort of passion for FPL and everything's back and you know everyone's sort of trying to do different things in this sort of festive period so it is nice to see away from just you know the template squad template captain and everything so uh, it's a very good one to have Ollie who are your captain and vice captain for the week do you think? Uh, we sell a captain at the moment probably Ronaldo Vice so 
probably same as most of the people on the panel tonight. Template, boring like me and Jack, mate, as, as you can't do. A, boring, but if it works, it works, mate. When he's raining goals, mate. That's why it's the template, mate, because it's uh, fairly foolproof this season, to isn't it? Fair, to be fair, Elliot, if you're going with it, I've got to change tactic. If you're going with it, it can't be decent, can it? I've got to find something else to do if you're going with it. That's yeah, the, I the poison mate. chalice. I think you do at some point. Reedy, uh, you're the last one. Lucky last. Who's your captain and vice going to be? Assuming all games go ahead. Well, I've got a sneaky feeling that Mo Salah's going to get rested this weekend or uh, at least come on the bench anyway. Um, Don't say that. Yeah, I have boys. I really have. You look how many minutes and games he's played. Mm. He's not been rested really at once at all. Um, so I feel like he did look a little bit tired against um, Tottenham, albeit it was a mad game, crazy game. and Not everyone was at their best, so to speak. Uh, but I just feel it, it is coming at some point. Um, I don't know if you guys, has there been any update on AFCON, if it's officially been cancelled or is that one out the window at the moment? So, yeah, I feel like he's going to get rested. I'm, I'm debating going away from him. Uh, and if I am going to do that, I'm going to uh, gonna go for, let's just, uh, just go to my team. It's going to be possibly... Bernardo Silva, I would think. Um, Bernardo Silva for me. If not, I'll uh, I'll maybe go Jota because I feel like um, I feel like if Salah doesn't play, you're going to have uh, Firmino, Mane, and um, Jota playing. So um, so yeah, that that that's for me. That's all it is really. Uh, Vice, I haven't really thought that far ahead. Uh, you've got the likes of potentially Dennis coming back in against Wolves, Brozier against West Ham. Those guys have been in form lately, or when they've had they've had the game. Uh, games, um, but that's about it, mate. I feel like there's just nothing really to do up until deadline at the moment. Uh, but if I do get wind on, um, not you know what I'm saying. If I do, if I do hear it on Saturday um, before yeah, the Christmas dinner, right? <laughs> it's a bit too soon for that. But if I do hear any news on the on the Sunday, sorry, I should say. Uh, before that 12.30 kickoff um, about Salah, then, yeah, it, it's going to go on, obviously, on someone else. But what do you guys think about that? I don't know. I, I, it's something I picked up on personally, but do you, think, do you not think that Salah's at risk of being rested? I think he has been for the past couple of weeks, hasn't he? And everyone's sort of been thinking about it, and he hasn't up until this point. So and it's Leeds as well. Guessed. You know what? Nine, nine players out. They've not been great. They've been getting beat by everyone. You know, if it, there's a game that he could be rested in, Especially with the the fixture congestion, you know, coming up, we've got I think Chelsea in the new year and stuff like that, uh, and Leicester possibly. You know, I, I, I wouldn't surprise me, really wouldn't. I, I would have rested him against Newcastle personally. Uh, that's what that's the one that I thought. I thought if he's if he's playing through that, I think he'll play through most things. To be honest, well, he brought him off a bit early, didn't he? He did. He yeah. did sub him on about seventy minutes or something like that. But I think he he is due a nice little rest. He wants to play. He's he wants to play every game, though, doesn't he? he yeah. Like that's the thing. He, he's he's like I'm playing, and Klopp's yeah. like okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if he gives him forty five minutes or whatever, but he wants to play. He's gonna play him, I reckon. Like oh, it makes sense for him. I think you make a great point. I think it makes sense to rest him, right? But he wants to play. He's gonna yeah. play. Yeah, I think so too. I think he wants that golden boot, doesn't he? And he wants, you know, most assists in the league as well, much like mm. Harry Kane last season. So he's going to be chasing that and he's, he's determined to get it because he knows if AFCON yeah. goes ahead, he's going to be a couple of games behind players. But, you know, I mean, this is a big thing as well, right? You know, obviously it's that they need something in their favour, don't they? Because Man City are absolutely, you know, flying and goals might be what it might come down to the end of the season. Isn't it? So if you can grab 
six or seven past Leeds, then yeah. Salah's got to play, hasn't he? Divis Leeds not going to play yeah. is he? Although, well, would he? <laughs> yeah, what, what do we think in terms of January transfers? Hell, uh, Newcastle bringing in uh, Ben uh, Bereton Diaz. Um, I don't know how Ollie's going to feel about that, mate, but <laughs> big signing on get, the cards. Get, get your hands off him. Get your hands <laughs> off him. <laughs> He's coming. Uh, He's coming. No, he isn't. Well, at, at this point, you'd, you'd probably say you <laughs> take him so you can have some, some why, championship why would you want to play championship championship? football? Why would you want to play championship football next season? We can be playing Premier League football. He's been doing that. Why would you want to be earning twice the wage when uh, you know, <laughs> you can be, uh, you know, all that? So, why do you want to live in Blackburn when you can live in Newcastle? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, that's a topic for another day, boys. For, uh, <laughs> throw that one in there. I know that'll do Ollie's head in a bit, but yeah. Uh, you're a wind up merchant. You're a wind up merchant, <laughs> You're a wind up yeah. merchant. We, we will move on to so the guru needs to, to give us some information with this guru section. So I'll hand it over to you, Matt, and you can uh, you can start with your three players uh, for the week. Nice one, Elliot. And I will say I would rather live in Newcastle than Blackburn any oh, day of the week. Easily, easily. Um, but look, we'll, um, we'll start with the three players for this week. And again, you know, it's tough for everyone watching. It is tough because we don't know if these, uh, these fixtures are going to go ahead. Um, but I will go with uh, Gray at 9.1% ownership away to Burnley. He's rested, um, so I think he's a really good shout. Uh, really good fixture run as well. If you get him in now, he's got Newcastle the week after. Um, and then my uh, my next one, I'm going to go with Saiz from Wolves. He's got 22 points in the last two games. He's 2% owned. And then my last one, I'm going to have to go with Martinelli at 4% owned. You know, the man's an absolute fire at the moment. He's got Norwich away. And followed up by Wolves at home. Um, so I think he's a, a really good pick over this Christmas break. I'm oh, sorry, Christmas games. Yeah, he's been on absolute fire at the minute. He's a, he's a fairly cheap asset as well as Martinelli. He doesn't break the bank. So he's a, he's cheaper than Smith Rowe. He's cheaper than Saka. So if he can keep this up, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Um, you've got your three teams to back now, Guru. So who have you gone with this week? Liverpool against Leeds. You know, Leeds are... Leeds are a bit of a mess at the moment. I think Liverpool are just going to walk all over them. Um, I'll go with Arsenal against Norwich as well. Um, you know, they're the sort of games Arsenal tend to do quite well in at the moment. And then I'm going to back Man United uh, this game week. I think getting the game uh, at the end of the game week will probably benefit them, gives them more time to get their players back. Um, and yeah, Newcastle just not looking good at all. I think Man United will win that one by a couple of goals to nil. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you there, Guru. I'd probably agree with you uh, and your assessment there. But you've got your captain picks as well, Guru. You've got your normal ones and you've got your curveball. We'll start with your normal ones. So which three people have you gone with this week? It's got to be Salah, uh, Trent and Ronaldo. I think they're the best picks for me. Um, and then my curveball. I'll go with Martinelli again, I think, because he's just so low-owned. Um, good fixture, good form. Um, so I think as a curveball option, he's a, he's a really good shout. Certainly is. Um, and, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this week goes. You, you've got your curveball captain, your captain and all that sort of stuff, Guru. So it's a, it's a brilliant, you know, FPL is brilliant at the minute. And obviously everyone just wants to, to have a little bit of clarity. So we can all just hope and pray that we uh, we sort of get some sort of information and everything. But until then, you know, that is going to be the end of the show for today. It's the Christmas period. So from the FPL Addicts panel, from all of us, we hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas. Enjoy the time that you can spend with your family. 
Um, come off FPL for a few days. It's not worth the headaches. Just try and have some fun. Eat a lot of good food, um, as Jack was saying. Have a couple of drinks if you are obviously old enough to and uh, responsible enough to. So just we hope you have a, a very Merry Christmas. It's been a very difficult year for a lot of people uh, as well again. So just enjoy the time with your family and everything. And uh, fingers crossed the football goes ahead on Boxing Day and you can uh, you can enjoy that as well and all your FPL dreams can come true. But until that happens, you've got to make sure that you subscribe. Otherwise, you're going to be on Santa's naughty list. And if you like as well, you're guaranteed to be on the nice list and you're not going to be getting a sack of potatoes or a sack of coal. So may all your FPL dreams come true for Game Week 19. Hope you have a merry and wonderful Christmas. Take care. Stay safe. Bye for now. Bye.